Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by KPMG, uh, our trusted partner. We heard a few weeks ago from Tanner O'Connell, who's now a venture capital investor in Dublin. He started his career in KPMG, and one of the big takeaways from that was that you don't need to go on to be an accountant or a consultant if you start off in one of these uh, big four places. There's so much to do both in them and after them, if you do choose to leave after the grad program. But it's as good a place to get a start in your career as possible. So I'd encourage everyone to check out their internships, check out their grad programs. Um, and uh, as I say, I don't think there's, a, there's many better places to start off than in KPMG. This episode is unique. We have our two new hosts chatting to each other. So we've got Danny Hogan, who is by all accounts a young entrepreneur straight out of college. And we've got Kate Fullen, who is also a venture capitalist in Dublin. They both host the Grad Life podcast now, and in this episode, we hear them get to know each other, get to hear each of their, their stories, both of which are very interesting, and should give you an idea of who is behind the mic in uh, the episodes that you're going to hear going forward. So it's a short enough episode, but very interesting, very engaging, and a bit of crack as well. So I hope you enjoy. So welcome back to the Grad Life podcast, everybody. Um, we've got a little bit of a different um, episode for you guys this time. Um, it's myself, Kate and uh, Danny Hogan. So us being the two kind of new kids on the block in terms of uh, Mark's Grad Life podcast. So thought it'd be a good idea for us to maybe just uh, introduce ourselves and give you guys a bit of a background as to who these guys are who are actually interviewing these interesting people whether we have anything interesting to say ourselves so <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> well, well we'll kick it off by um danny why don't you give us a sense of uh what you've been doing since college or maybe what you did in college and then what you've been doing since hey guys how are you first and foremost um <laughs> great to finally come on uh it's been a while but yeah so i went into dit in oh, back in 2016 um for an undergrad degree um went in on actually a sports scholarship so I was playing a lot of sports at the time I was kind of eyeing up going to university in the UK and um unfortunately that kind of fell apart um in the the latter stages of August September so uh, I ended up in DIT absolutely delighted I went there but did four years of business and management absolutely loved it um, Seems like go crack that course as well. There's always so many people in it. Yeah, it was great. Like, I mean, what I think was really good about the course was I I had people who I knew directly kind of in the course, and then people who I knew kind of indirectly as well, um, who I built like a way better friendship and relationship with, which was great because it wasn't going in cold, knowing absolutely no one, but you kind of met these people out and stuff, and all of a sudden you built like a really good friendship over uh, a couple of years, which was great. But um, the course was great. It was really good. It was very kind of marketing orientated, I suppose. That's based on what modules you choose. Um, but again, I wouldn't be very finance orientated. So I could pick and choose my modules depending. And, and uh, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. It was great. And so then um, when you were finishing up college, then kind of coming to the end of it, what was your game plan in terms of your first year out of college? Yeah, so... What was great about DIT in business and management, we had like a three and a half, four month internship program that you built in the third year. So I didn't go away in Erasmus. So this was kind of like the core of the course for the year. So um, again, staying like on brand with sports, it was what I was really interested in, sports marketing, um, sports sponsorship. I went in and did an internship in a company called Taneo and absolutely loved it. 
but again I kind of realized that the sports market in Ireland probably wasn't as big as I wanted to go in and work in and the UK was great but I thought I developed the grad program over to the states that I could go in and work at a company over there and um, really work on what I was really interested in which was sports marketing so basically for the whole final year in college I uh, put all my time and effort into getting a job in the states and um, and that was really what I planned for along with studying. So bad timing for for 2020 for uh, you to have your yeah. eggs in the basket to go to the Absolutely states. Absolutely terrible timing <laughs> and like I wouldn't be one for putting all my eggs in one basket but like I did and it was great like I mean March I think it was March 17th was the actual date that I had a call with a um, a pretty well recognized like sports management firm over there and they gave me the option of taking on a three-month contract with the view to extend for 12 so while like people go over on these grad visas like basically to create the piss all the time I'd find a job that I'd really like I would have worked really hard and I'd have, like needless to say but I'd got it it was all locked up and then oh. COVID came and threw everything on its head and that job was taken back so kind of was left for three months just to work and finish off college and try and get a decent grade but um but yeah that was thrown out the window completely god yeah it was a nightmare <laughs> um so yeah but basically put the shoe back on the other foot so kate like when you were you went to trinity obviously um very involved in the test uh the trinity entrepreneur society mm -hmm. do you want to tell us a bit about your involvement with tests because i wasn't really involved with societies in dit but it seemed like a really big thing to be involved in trinity yeah so uh, i think it's one of the great things about trinity actually the how alive the kind of um society's culture is um i to be honest i came in i was studying law and business um and came into college first year i was not terribly involved in societies actually I've been quite involved in school life and um, I think after that involvement I was like I'm going to kick back in college this is it I'm going to really relax um, but then as I say you know society's being so big in Trinity I think by the end of first year I kind of had regretted not diving in a little bit more so um, I got involved in the entrepreneurial society um, in second year um, and also the VDP which is a brilliant society in Trinity um, in which we I did the Camino and things through through VDB actually at the end of first year but um my test involvement was from second year so I would have started off as an ambassador um in the society and then the following year um in my third year I went away to Sydney so I studied in the business school there for the first half of the year that was um, way on like Erasmus yeah so. yeah yeah so I think they call it a exchange program technically um outside of eu they don't call it erasmus so you don't get the nice grants that people in, in the eu get if you go uh to the erasmus program um but um so because my degree was law and business i and i could only go to the business school in sydney i went for the first term unbelievable really amazing time and then came back for the second term to for law so i meant that i could stay involved in tests um and i was a speaker's convener in a joint role that year what was your experience like over in sydney for oh. four months Oh, unbelievable. I mean, their business school there was really, really top class in terms of they were so organized, um, which was uh, which was brilliant. Um, but I mean, going to getting to experience that life of living in Australia when you're still in college, I just think it's it was such a gem. It's definitely somewhere I want to go back to and somewhere that most people go, you know, 
who people who do go go after college type thing so was definitely um grateful to have gone at that time and to just seen like I just consider it the absolute dream life like it's just so outdoorsy there's sun everyone's tanned and, and all that and and good looking like, god, yeah. god damn it everyone's so good looking over here over there um but no that was amazing um definitely a highlight of my um my college time um and at the time I really wanted to stay for the for the two semesters once I was over there I was like oh this is it I I want to stay here for both terms um but uh, I ended up like sending an email and everything but it didn't work out because I had to do my um, particular law modules or through the law school in Trinity so um, came back home and ties quite nicely back into this kind of society involvement in that once I was back I was so happy to be back I felt like I actually would have kind of missed out on a lot of the things I wanted to do if I'd stayed away for the whole year um, uh, I wouldn't have been able to have an executive position in the society if I hadn't been involved in my third year so coming home for that made that possible um, and also I feel like you know college is college is great overall but like the first first year and second year can be kind of more difficult than people tell you like it's not you know you don't straight away jump into um like it's not the same as school and that you come in every day and all your mates are there every day it's such a different structure and I think that that's actually something people don't really tell you before you go you actually have to do work and it's not as sociable at, at the very start as you think it's going to be um but by the time you get to third year fourth year um things kind of really pick up so that was nice to be back um and then in my final year I um lived on campus in Trinity which was amazing um partially because of my involvement in the entrepreneurial society so I was president for that final year um and that was as well it has its perks but um I was kicked out early because of COVID they're like pack your bags you have to leave um but either way I would consider it definitely one of the best things I've done and I, I actually because I had I'd done my I did a J1 to the uh to the states um and I had had to come back a little bit early because of organizing stuff for tests um that summer so I actually came back with a bit of cash which I could then I just filled into paying my rent in in front in in the GMB in in Trinity which was a nice little um feedback loop um but yes yeah, so that was test I mean busy busy society to be involved in um, absolutely like I mean personally keeping up to keeping up with the uh keeping up the case um, <laughs> there was a lot of things that went with your involvement with Tess and I know you'd have like a massive amount of you know tangent the uh I suppose the business yeah it's the entrepreneurial kind of center in the, the in the business school, school. like yeah. there was uh student dragon dens and stuff mm. that so present. that would have been through yeah that would have been through it's funny because there's a fine line between between tangent and Tess we do work together but actually the stuff like the Dragon's Den, that's run by Tess, which is kind of like the student-led part of it. Tangent is kind of more like faculty kind of part of it. But yes, you're right. In terms of the Dragon's Den stuff um, and the incubator and stuff, all run through Tess. Yeah. I'd imagine then that gave you good exposure to like really cool startups that I know you you did a in uh, you did a um, internship with Consensus, a blockchain company. Like, yeah. How did that form? Yeah, so I, interestingly enough, I because it was law and business split, I was kind of convinced that I was going down the law route and I had done an internship after my second year in Arthur Cox and I was like, they'd offered me a job and I was like, brilliant, this is it. It's 2022 start date, which is funny when I think about it now. It seems so far away and I'm already out of college. Um, but ultimately, like through 
all these things that I was seeing, as you say, like these startups and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Started kind of um, realizing that whole world existed. And as you say, um, it was great. I ended up working in Consensus, which is a blockchain company, um, as an internship part-time during my final year of college. Um, so from January onwards, is like a six-month internship, um, which, yeah, kind of stemmed through my involvement in in tests also uh through the IGN uh, sorry not the IGN the, the ISCG the Irish student that was a shout out to the IGN everybody and <laughs> um, the ISCG which is the Irish student consulting group they do these kind of projects these consulting projects and I was working on one for consensus and then um so I was kind of familiar with people in there and then um I ended up doing a sort of like live interview type thing with um in consensus and after that they kind of asked me if I'd come on and do a bit of an internship with them um so yeah it's all a bit of a feedback loop you know I really uh I really one thing leads to another in that world but um yeah the entrepreneurial side of things is is so interesting and you're you've got a bit of an entrepreneurial streak yourself and you Danny what yeah. you're working on right now you've got your something and nothing yeah so your own podcast that all kind of came about like in a in a really roundabout situation I suppose like the podcast um it was kind of trying to stay give it involved. A shout out, give it its yeah, name. Yeah, the Back Three podcast. Um, <laughs> like Danny's double team it's very, here. He has it's, two different. Uh, it's very podcasts. different content to this. Um, <laughs> slightly less PG, but yeah, like that. That was my my way of trying to stay involved in sports. So the something and nothing stuff, the hosts distribution. It was like that was never inside, never mind. Had no idea it was going to come about, but I was kind of thinking like, what can I do personally to. I think in sports it's it's a really tricky one because like it's a this sounds bad but it's a field that's kind of like dominated by bluff artists really like <laughs> no one really knows how people get to these positions but they do and that's just kind of how it works it's very like a it's a very people-based industry mm. so I kind of did a couple of things when I was in college like I wrote this paper when I was in uh, second year college which is a bit bizarre um but it was basically a paper that i wrote on my own accord no one asked me to do it and it was basically on, like on the evolution of the sports industry and i kind of picked out five things and wrote up this like 16 page document and i'd send Jeez, it around what did you do with it oh you sent it around i just sent it around to like anywhere i'd send in my cv and i self-graded and said that my lecturer gave me like 93 percent on it and i sent <laughs> it out and i was kind of saying like this is something that will split me apart from other people and it did and people would like bring it into the interview and be like Jesus, a really good paper. Mm. So it was kind of like trying to do something along that that I kind of a showed. Technique for you, everybody. Take notes. Yeah, that's it. It was a pretty good ploy. Um, but it was like trying to do something that had set me apart from other candidates. So, um, podcasting like an obvious one. I like spieling away. Uh, a good pal of mine, Brian Mannion, was like he's like an encyclopedia of sports knowledge. So <laughs> we were in lockdowns. So we were like, why not? Um, and we started the back three had some fantastic guests on like plug will connors um who's just been playing Very for timing. ireland at the moment yeah, yeah. He, before he got his debut Um, people like lena tice who's like an olympian mm. uh world cup yeah finalist. So cool. like yeah. it's really cool um but yeah that's kind of come to a, a halt and then out of nowhere there was this opportunity to take on the distribution license for um a drinks company called something and nothing and like they're a really cool brand. Another shout out. You might see them. You have them in very cool places yeah. now. If there's any trendy place, the first place I saw it in was Hen's Teeth, um, in Blackbits, which is one of the trendiest spots. So it's that's how cool I that's spot. how I knew that's how I knew that uh, yeah, you were why, doing something right. Why not to have kind of very cool spots? Yeah, very cool. Um, but yeah, no, like that came about in a really bizarre way, and it's been absolutely amazing. Like, 
it's um it's really interesting taking okay we obviously haven't formed the product ourselves but we've taken a product and anywhere you get it in the door that's on your own accord like you've made that sale and you have to maintain that sale so okay. like i run a lot of the operations my older brother um is involved he does quite a lot of like the business development stuff and like trying to basically make the parent distribution company more feasible and um, mm. getting a few more products but anywhere that we get it in or want to take it on and we maintain that relationship that's on us and like it's really rewarding to see that because mm. if you lose a client it's on your own head yeah but if you gain one you're gain two it's it's really mm. cool so these guys are they based in, in the uk is it yeah they're based out of london so they've just had a big expansion into the states which mm. is going well um amsterdam through a similar model to this as in like yeah. having distribution partners yeah yeah so like it's there was kind of it's very organic it's not just throw a lot of money at the wall and hope mm. for the best it's kind of take people who will invest themselves in the brand and have an interest in those kind of niche brands i mean it's seltzer um mm. for anyone who doesn't know it's quite like a premium uh sparkling water uh, really light like low calorie like but you have to be invested in what you're selling and that's basically how they've rolled it out um and it's working great so what's your sort of uh, target for it are you aiming to get into a certain number of places or how, what's your what's the plan i think at the moment it's, it's so hard to sell into anywhere um mm. especially when you're talking like cafes restaurants casual dining where the industries are on their knees at the moment um so it's trying to basically take whoever we've got maintain the relationship um and then in the new year um qt i don't know if i'm allowed to say this we've, <laughs> we've got an alcoholic um version oh. coming out that's wine-based seltzer no way um, which would be really cool and again that, take notes everybody take notes um <laughs> hopefully that kicks off and that'd be really good and that's where we want to get in as many places as possible but um yeah moving quickly along from that (laughs) from your from your just disclosing something yeah um so okay when you finished up obviously the offer from cox's that was in 2022 Mm. you've been away to australia the option of maybe going down for another year going to the states but then different options come in covid yeah and you end up in elkstone yeah so i um, yeah, as I mentioned, I I had kind of started to drift away from that legal side of things, um, and I was fortunate to have gone on this trip in January, which just before COVID. It seems funny to think that I've gone away abroad this year, but uh, it was January, and um, it's the this thing called the Silicon Valley Bank Trek. So Silicon Valley Bank um, take uh, twenty students from all different universities around the world um to san francisco for um a pretty much week-long um event in january so there would have been students from kind of um universities around the states like harvard brown type thing and then in then i think they had one two people from oxford um someone from cambridge and then um from ireland being trinity and it strange, was strange strange dit didn't make the call there must have been a mix up in communication <laughs> that was just a big confusion danny like <laughs> could have been you um but yeah it was just an, a, an unbelievable thing to have been able to go and see so they basically um tangent in the business school that we spoke about they sponsored the flight to go over so they would have been one of the ones who have nominated me and then you go over it's kind of a you're put up in a hotel and taken here and there and they basically introduce you to um different fund owners different entrepreneurs in the valley who've um done well um one of the most striking things for me was like 
seeing some of the people they brought in would have been um like females running funds um female uh, partners in different venture firms um so that for me I was like wow I haven't really seen that much um female interaction in the in the VC space in in Ireland so that I kind of had had a bit of exposure to um in uh through through tests that we spoke about before um so that definitely tickled my fancy I was like whoa this there's, there's something to this here it's it's really interesting very fast-paced and also as you say like once you you know being over in the states I was like oh my god this is it like and I felt the same way when I came back from Australia I was like this is it <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like oh so small here but then ultimately I do love Dublin um so yes I I finished up college and I'd done um before I finished obviously I'd done interviews for this role in Elkstone so um Elkstone I was familiar with because they had sponsored some of the programs for entrepreneurship um in Trinity so um I knew the company um and I liked what um I liked the people I knew in there and I liked what they were doing um and they were hiring a venture analyst um for a September start so I went through the interview process and um was offered the job so I started there um September so I've been there nearly three months now which which seems funny I feel like I've been there longer um but a very interesting space to be working in it's very different to what I had originally seen myself doing and very different to what um a lot of the opportunities are I think in Dublin like it's quite there's not that much uh VC activity yeah, in Ireland quite ni- relatively. it's quite niche it's quite and there's niche. a lot of people who kind of would have an interest in going into something like that yeah I mean it's um it, it's so interesting to see like when you're when you're in this position you can just get to see so many things that are interesting you know like we look at every different type of industry anything that kind of has a spark to it or it could be a good opportunity we'll look at so um it could be health tech it could be um it, it could be like we we have done an investment in meatless the meatless farm um which i like me, me being off for the veggie vegan stuff um we have done like kind of like uh, advertising and gaming type companies um so very broad and very much aligned with I think what I wanted out of a job something that's like it's quite, quite exciting yeah it's exciting and things are changing a lot and you're getting to keep up with what's what's bubbling type thing so um no it was a nice kind of link and it, it's kind of it's funny how everything just one thing leads to another you know my involvement in the test was the reason I ended up going to on Silicon Valley Bank track is the reason that I you know so I did that internship and consensus is the reason that and, and I you never know you might you might find a business that you're looking at being the VCs yeah you never know exactly you I thought you were going to say you might find someone on this podcast like, <laughs> that <laughs> either that either um but uh yeah it's funny it's just a kind of a bit of a, a trickle type uh, process so no that's what I've been um that's what I'm currently at um but um to flip it back to you I know that one of the things that you are currently at is a uh, hell of a lot of running yeah which is actually we were we were on a call today and you're just like i've just done one 10k and i have to do my other 10k tonight i'm yeah. like you won't catch me doing anything like that anytime no, soon it's, it's pretty grim to be honest with you um yeah it was something <laughs> like i signed up for i'm quite impulsive at times um and then i'd be very reluctant if i say like if i publicly say i'm going to do something and then retract myself and <laughs> doing it um your pride that yeah is, my pride, pride. It kills me um <laughs> but yeah it was the start of november and i've got an involvement with um a charitable organization called tribe um i have done a bit of fundraising with them before it's shout out to tribe shout out tribe uh, but it's basically just 
raising much needed funds for youth mental health charities. So this year's partner is Jigsaw, who are based down in Temple Bar, just down the corner. Um, and last year was paid a house and it's kind of changing causes year to year. But um, obviously, like November is such a massive month for not only men's mental health, but mental health in general. Um, and I had a good few mates who were kind of interested in doing 100K and growing a mow for November in Ada mm. Tribe. And I just saw it as a really good opportunity. Like, I don't like running. I think it's a heavy misconception with people. And mm. um, when they see, like, the runs I'm doing, they're like, oh, you must really love it. Like, I hate it. Like, I, I, I honestly... <laughs> I didn't like, know that. I no, actually like, was I, one of the people who presumed that you liked like, it. I, it's actually, it gives me anxiety going to bed at night. <laughs> oh, knowing my God, that I, have to, that I have to get up and do this. You're not just grown a mo, like... <laughs> no, no, I, did, I did that for the last four months. It looked awful. Um, but, yeah, so it was something that I, I knew. And I was like, okay, it'd be a great discipline. Like, I, I do mm. love putting some form of structure on things and like I suppose that goes with the territory of uh, ultimately running your own business like you make your own work if you don't want to do anything and you want to lounge around all day you can do that mm. and then you won't reap anything from it but I said like okay if I put myself this target it's astronomical like doing 10k a day I don't think it's actually like healthy for you um, yeah, but I was so. like if I do it it's an hour of, a, of my day I can find an hour to do that like I can box it off somewhere whether it be in the morning and if I go in the morning I'm running with the guys who I'm um, doing the fundraiser with or if it's an evening it's kind of like my own time to just go and do mm. something um, but yeah it's it's a tricky one because I, I do enjoy a few pints on the weekend <laughs> and getting up and running 10k on a Saturday or a Sunday when you've when you're relatively hungover it's not that appealing so mm. I'm, I'm on big catch up now but I'm about 235 oh kilometers in and I've got oh a, another 65 to go so did a half marathon there about two hours ago before I came in oh and, my uh, god that actually makes me feel a little it's a, unwell Danny. it's a good thing we're sitting down oh my god <laughs> but That's um fair play fair yeah play. yeah yeah um I am conscious of time so we do definitely want we decided we definitely want to touch on the book recommendation yeah, I think it's a really part good idea. yeah I'm loving this like I it's so nice to get a recommendation on a book and why why you really like it so you can kick it off Danny Tell right. us about tell us about your active reading techniques. As yeah, well. this we're is, like, I this like this thing. So I actually um, I'm not a massive reader. I just have to hold my hand up and say that like I'm I'm not a into bed every night, throw the reading light on and read for an hour. My dad does it like religiously four hours probably a night. It's bizarre oh my stuff. God. Um but yeah, I like I'd read from time to time and when I do read, I took on this like idea of like active reading where I'd read like I don't read fiction, um I'd read things that I think I can learn stuff from. Um, so I'd like read a book and then I might have like a little notepad beside me if I find anything interesting like any techniques I just write them down and try and like remember them as like maybe it's a good thing to have in the locker going forward in business mm. um, and it all basically stemmed from one book that I read like my dad recommended to me he was like I think it's the best he's a businessman and he was like look if you ever want to go into business this is what you need to read um, and it's called What They Don't Teach at Harvard Business School by a guy called Mark McCormick. Okay, and I think I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he's. it's very on brand for what I want to do. He was like the guy who founded IMG Management mm. Group. He was like first the kind of guru of sports management and talent management in general. So okay, like cool. reading it, it's brilliant. And this, have you, have you read it a few times? Yeah, read it like four times. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Um, it's great read, great read. So Kate, anyway, your um your favorite book, my or book, book recommendation, my book recommendation. I yeah, it's funny. Like during you say like B 
being an avid reader or not like during college I really switched the lights off in terms of reading I think I found it like especially studying the law stuff like you'd be reading so much during the day heavy texts and by the time I got to the evening time I was like there's no way you could pay me to pick up a book but I've gotten back into it in a big way um in the last while and I'm actually just a sucker for it I am one of those people like every evening I need to I need to read my book um and I'm actually just joined a book club um in the Irish Graduate Network again again shout out IGN but it's um it's a very nice way to be held accountable for a book we just have like it's a it's a like a big one the thing that's like I think there's probably like 15 of us or something who are reading it and we do a book a, a month it's the first month of it at the moment so everyone's welcome to join <laughs> you can look us up and um, we're reading trust me i'm lying and um, that media manipulator book really good so far but i would have to say i'm going to give um i'm going to give a fiction type book it's actually kind of a hybrid but it's called hamnet it's by maggie o'farrell um it's won a good few prizes this year but it's um it's just one of those books that's just I was dying to read it every evening. It's actually based on the life of Shakespeare. It never says it's Shakespeare, but it's basically based upon his life. Yeah. Um. And what I found so, I mean, like when you say that, it might not sound that appealing, but like it, I never realized how cool he was. Like he was just this dude. He had kind of like longish hair. He had his earring in, and like he just was going off and like created this whole big like theater company. And like he wouldn't look out of place on the Trinity Arts benches. I don't know yeah. exactly. Like he is, he is one of those arts flock guys, you know? And it's funny when you think of it like that, like the way the Maggie O'Farrell's written it, it's actually just like, I felt like I totally understood what was going on in that light, in that era without it being like, Oh, I'm reading something really uh, dry here. Um, and I've been like chatting, I've been trying to lend it to as many people as possible. I've been recommending it to everybody. So that would be my number one rep book recommendation. And you know, I thought I'm funny of me to be recommending a fiction because I do like a good um, factual book. But there you have it. That's my number one. Good option. Great chat, Danny. Yeah, really enjoyed it, Kate. And lads, it's a bit funny. Guys, until next time. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers.